hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely terrific, blessed day today, as always. And if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the website, the B-Complex Formula on Sale Product of the Week, and also, too, a few other products we have on sale right now, including the ashwagandha, really, really good for physical and mental stressors, and also the Mood Booster Stack, which is also the combination of the B-Complex, 5-HTP, and Ultra Omega. Be sure to check them out on the website at healthmasters.com, and we continually thank you for your support. And one of the first things that I saw earlier, and this is kind of a funny article, I had to bring this up, because you guys know I've told people, and Dad has said it for years, that, I mean, your health is your own responsibility. There's no question about that. There's nobody you can blame for certain health aspects. You have to continually take care of yourself. Same thing as taking care of your children or your family, especially when it comes to their health, by bringing, bringing the food home that needs to be brought home and not bringing home other foods that obviously don't need to be in the house. Well, the American Medical Association, all their infinite stupidity, they always seem to come up with some more bizarre comment to try to rearrange science and health. Uh, they are now saying that they need to ditch the body mass index. <clears throat> Excuse me. They said that the BMI scale is uh, based in racism. And, uh, yeah, the BMI scale needs to be dissolved and taken away uh, because it's inherently racist. <laughs> AMA declares the body shape should be reevaluated across race and ethnic groups and that medical professionals do not use the BMI as a measurement of healthy weight. They said BMI does not appropriately represent racial and ethnic minorities, it states on the website. The BMI uses height and weight to determine if a person is overweight or not. But somehow this is now being determined as racist. Now, there's certain aspects of the BMI chart that can be flawed or skewed, especially if you're dealing with somebody that has an extremely large amount of muscle mass. I've always seen this before back when I was younger and I was training really heavy. BMI scale always was off on my end because as far as how, how as far as big I was, dense I was. And so obviously there can be arrangements to this that are not very accurate. So I'm not questioning that in the BMI scale. But you're saying the BMI skill is now racist and we need to get rid of it because apparently if you are overweight, then automatically it has to be racist for you to be overweight. Guys, this, this lunacy is just really has to stop. And the problem with this is this is the American Medical Association. This is what allegedly tells people how to you know, be healthy, which, I mean, obviously that's a joke now. And we've talked about it on this show repeatedly on different ways that you can get your body back in shape and why it's important to do you know, resistance training and eating clean and training and basically eating the proper foods. You can also do different things like intermittent fasting. Do things like you know reducing carbohydrates. There's also aspects of people use you know things like the keto diet correctly or the carnivore diet. All types of different things that you can use that may work better for your body. But at the end of the day, it's up to you on how you want to have your body composition. And if you want to be healthy, if you want to feel really good, if you want to have a lot of energy, if you want to be have a really clear mind. Or, you know, if you want to eat MSG and high fructose corn syrup and, you know, plug up your liver and your kidneys and your pancreas and have a bunch of health issues, that's also your choice. But at the end of the day, it's all based on what your choice is, not that the BMI scale is now racist according to AMA. These things just get stupider by the day. But again, this is kind of the aspect of what we're seeing, right? This is what we've watched over the last couple of years, and I've talked about this repeatedly in the essence of removing the 
aspect of people having to have responsibility for their actions. People actually having to say, listen, this is what I've done. This is what I've been doing. This is what I need to change. And the medical association and the medical industrial complex has done an incredibly good job at helping people forget that their health is their own responsibility. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people that are having some health issues. They go, well, I just went to the doctor and they told me to take this pill and then I had issues. They told me to take this pill and told me to take this pill and all of a sudden you have this cascading series of side effects that continually gets worse by the more drugs they're put on. And I've watched it happen a lot, actually. And it's very sad because in most cases, the very basis of what started all the pharmaceutical drug usage was something that was pretty simple, like cholesterol or high blood pressure. Wasn't that difficult to get under control, but yet it now is a serious problem because you're on multiple drugs with multiple side effects. So something I thought I would throw out there and continually getting the truth. Speaking of the truth being suppressed, YouTube deletes another Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Interview, interview, this time with Dr. Jordan Peterson. What's interesting about this is YouTube is back on it again as far as continually censoring Robert F. Kennedy and also more aspects of truth when it comes to science. Robert F. Kennedy discussed the link between the escalation and essentially transgender adolescents that we're seeing now and exposure to chemicals. And he had a conversation with Canadian psychologist Dr. Jordan Peterson, which encompassed topics, all different types of things, including COVID-19 measures. And he talked about the sexual dysphoria that's starting to become rampant. Not only is it being massively promoted in the schools and in the media, he talked about different types of toxic sludge that essentially everybody's being exposed to on a regular basis. And he brought up the 2010 University of California Berkeley study that cited the influence of atrazine as an endocrine disruptor on fertility. And he mentioned the impact on frogs that would chemically castrate and forcibly feminize frogs in there. 10% of the frogs would actually turn into fully viable females able to produce viable eggs with extreme exposure to atrazine. This is what this is a study of 2010. We talked about this a long time ago, and he brought this up on YouTube, but he's 100% right. The chemicals that we're being exposed to on a regular basis are not a joke. And the problem is they're continually building up and getting worse. This is what I've told you guys before. You know, if you eat, say you go out and eat a cheeseburger once in a blue moon, your body's going to be able to probably process that and be able to get rid of it and try to detoxify your body depending on how clean it is or how nasty it is. But your body cannot be continually bombarded every single day with toxic elements all day, every day, and expect to stay healthy. can't do it. That's why it's so important with the GHI cleanse. I always recommend people start on when they're first getting into the supplements and they're starting to take stuff. I tell them to run at least a cycle, one can of the GHI cleanse because what it does is it gets the inflammation down in the body, reduces inflammation in the liver and the kidneys and digestive tract, really helps to detoxify the body and pull toxins out of it so you can really start absorbing the nutrients properly that you need because a lot of people don't realize, I mean, you start drinking sodas all the time, you can all have all kinds of issues, you know, cyst on your liver and your pancreas, all kinds of other health problems and it's interesting, the other day I was at the store checking out the Republics and I was going to the fast lanes. I just had to grab a couple little uh, things of organic beef in the back. And this guy was in front of me checking out. And all he had was like three 12-packs of soda of Coca-Cola. That's it. Nothing else. Not even a bag of MSG chips. Just straight soda. And I'm looking at it. And I looked at him. I said, how many of those you drink a day, bud? And he goes, oh, man, I, I drink these all day. man. They keep me going. I drink at least like five or six of them a day. 
And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, golly, he checked out super fast and ran off. I'm sitting there going, man, you know, five or six full-size Coca-Colas every single day? I mean, those things average, I think, around one, one regular Coca-Cola is around, I think, 50 grams of sugar. 300 grams of high fructose corn syrup sugar every day, not to mention the phosphoric acid. And again, this is what a lot of people do. And the problem is a lot of people don't even realize it because so much of the truth when it comes to your health is massively suppressed now. That's why we do what we do on this show. And I encourage you all again, always continually get the truth out there the best you possibly can. Also to other news, more information on uh, and how should I say more headlines in the rules for thee and not for me category. Uh, the Hunter Biden saga after five years of investigation and all this continual bribery that has now been brought up through Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the FBI continually trying to suppress evidence. Suddenly, the FBI comes out and says they have struck a plea deal for tax related charges to Hunter Biden. He is going to plead guilty to two misdemeanor charges of failing to pay his taxes, two misdemeanors. He's going to get like six months probation, and the gun possession charge is going to be dismissed under a pretrial plea agreement. So if he doesn't get in trouble over the next 12 months, then those charges will be completely dismissed. I I can't even verbally describe (laughs) – the level of corruption that we've watched right now with this, where you have an individual who did, that was just, that, those were just the minute things he was involved in. And uh, yeah, nothing to see here. Totally cool. Don't worry about it. Some misdemeanor charges, six months for tax evasion, uh, probation, and uh, gun charges. We're doing pretrial intervention. We're just going to dismiss that as long as he doesn't get in trouble after his probation's over. This is just becoming so bizarre of a clown show. Sometimes I've got to just, you know, (laughs) drink a big old cold glass of water and shake my head and go, yeah, this is actually happening right now in this crazy world. But again, this is why it's so important to stay educated on a lot of stuff that's going on and know what's happening to the highest extent and also have a hedge. I tell you guys that all the time. Make sure you're continually keeping things hedged from where you need to, whether it be your finances, whether it be your backup supply of food, whether it be your supplements, because quite frankly, as we now know, there are two very different rules of law in the United States now, as we've clearly seen over the last few decades, and uh, these guys aren't playing by the rules anymore, which means we have to be that much more engaged, awake, and aware of what's happening, especially in our own lives and with our friends and family, and especially in local communities the best we possibly can. What do you think, Dan? absolutely great opening Austin uh, you know it's crazy to me when I watch the 100 laptop saga you know I watch the uh, the rantings and the antics of a trust fund baby and how he basically has been able to get away with everything in his entire life including the drugs and the alcohol and the uh, the never-ending whores and all the rest that he's done and all the pedophilia and all the other things he's been charged with or not charged with but accused of and all the laptop from hell stuff and it, it, it absolutely boggles my mind as, you know, as Joe Biden basically falls on the floor again and you know, has to be dragged across the stage by a Democratic operative because he doesn't know where he is. And, and he falls on the floor again. And, and we watch the Biden <laughs> presidency. No, no, it's ridiculous. We watch the, the Biden's presidency whirl around the drain and as he's going down the drain in plain sight. But there's nothing to see here. 
I mean, the guy is obviously affected with serious senile dementia. He had massive brain surgery 30 years ago. He had the whole top of his head removed, and they worked on his brain. So who in the world knows what they did to him in his brain? And then who knows what, you know, what his, hunter's son, his son is doing, and now he's getting charged with two misdemeanors where everybody else would be locked up in prison forever. And, and, you know, and the crazy part about all of this stuff is that you know, we're supposed to sit here and say, oh, nothing to see here and move on, nothing to see here and move on. And, you know, this is the saga of the trust fund baby. And I see it over and over and over again. We had some neighbors and their grandfather was instrumental as far as in developing Polk County 100 years ago. A lot of the roads and names are after them. And I watched the first generation be completely and totally absorbed by the trust fund and, and basically have this lifestyle that was ridiculous. But they were actually able to have this lifestyle. And then what ended up happening is after their generation took over, after they ended up dying, the lifestyle's gone, the money's gone, the land is gone, everything's gone. By the third generation with trust fund babies, unless it's put into extremely tight trusts where they can't touch it, uh, they don't know how they got the money and they don't know how to earn the money and they just have the money to spend and they just work their way through the money until it's gone and they're unbelievably arrogant. I've seen it over and over and over again. I had another person that I knew in high school and his mother was a trust fund baby from her father who was a huge concrete magnet in central Florida, also another high-level mason. And they basically had a you know, huge lifestyle, huge home. And, of course, he ended up basically having vehicular homicide charges done against him and going to prison for three years. And, I mean, his entire life was ruined, and he's just another trust fund baby. And, and, and it never ends. You see the cycle happen over and over and over again, and you ask yourself – why are they doing this? Why are they like this? Well, in many cases, because they didn't understand that there are certain responsibilities and privileges given to those with wealth and certain privileges and responsibilities given to those who obtain wealth. And they don't understand that you have to do what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, how you're supposed to do it, and not continually think that you can just be an idiot and spend all your money and treat people with disrespect. You don't do that. You have to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. You have to learn by how to be led by the Most High God. If you really want to get something done with your life and you want to basically have something that you're going to leave on to another generation. But a lot of people don't see it that way. And with Hunter Biden, he certainly doesn't see it that way. He's an alcoholic. He's a drug addict. I mean, on and on and on and on. Yet he's always being bailed out by his dad, being bailed out by his dad, being bailed out by his dad. Well, here's the question. What happens when his dad is gone? That's the question. That's a good question, isn't it? What happens with Biden? You know, the one, the Bob, and it's a, really is what it is. The Biden Obama Clinton power team, you know, is no longer in play, and the Clintons are dead, and Obama's out of the scene, which he doesn't want to ever come out of the scene. Him and that tranny wife of his, according to Joan you know, Rivers, you know, they they stay basically are always in it because they're being used as the front people, and that's again why so many of these people are kept alive for extended periods of time with who knows what adrenochrome or you know, transfusion of young people's blood or who knows what they're doing to them or they're building clones of them or they're – who knows? Madonna's not Madonna, by the way, guys. Look at her. She's not even the same person anymore. And so what they, what have they done with her? I mean, is this just another body double? I mean, I don't know. It's just, or is she a clone? I don't know. But you just you go figure it out. I can't figure it out. It's just She looks like she's 18 years old again and she's almost 70 and she looks like she's about to die a couple of years ago. Now she looks like she's been rebirthed. Well, maybe she came out of a cloning chamber. And by the way, we do have that technology. So don't fuss at me about that. And we were cloning sheep, you know, 30, 40 years ago and making it known publicly. And if you can clone another mammal, you can clone a human. Just thought I'd mention that in case you didn't really want to believe any of this stuff. But the reality is, is that we have the ability and the technology that was given to us by these other entities on the other side of the veil a long, long time ago. Unless you just think that we went from Kitty Hawk with a, you know, with a plane with a lawnmower engine tied to the back of it, you know, made out of paper mache, you know, with string. 
you know, they got up in the air for 500 feet to an F-35. They can do a vertical liftoff and takeoff, and not to mention space shuttles, not to mention all the other spacecraft that we have with interdimensional interfaces and anti-gravity technology that they don't want us to know about that they basically did retro analysis and retro work on from Roswell. We have that technology, guys. So we have space-based weapon platforms that are out there. I mean, we have all of this stuff. We can, well, we can lay siege to entire continents and destroy entire cities from space. All of this old technology we have is just maintained for our quote-unquote entertainment. Uh, perfect example. They don't need a space shuttle. They're still taking payloads into space. You know, they have anti-gravity technology to do all that. The space shuttle was was a, a you know a, a vestige of the ancient propulsion systems developed in 1920 in Penamundo in Germany from Vernon von Braun and the Nazi rocket scientists. I mean, that technology is advanced. Don't get me wrong; it's serious advanced technology with how these rockets are light, you know lit up and ignited and taken off a pad. It's old technology. The Germans also worked with anti-gravity technology, you know, you know, in the 20s. I mean, they had that. They, they remember the Glocke, the Bell? You know, they were using rotating mercury and actually could take things into an interdimensional interface and have it transfer through time and float in the air. That's the technology that they have, and they've had that for 100 years. So there's no telling what they're doing now. Remember what Kurzweil said? He said, we can take E.T. home. We have the, he said, if you've seen it on TV, we have the ability to do it. That's where we live. But they keep us in its unbelievably dumbed-down state as we watch the Biden presidency swirl down the drain. I mean, it's like it's like it's like it's awful. It's like it's like watching, you know, Biden's presidency gets flushed in the toilet, and you're watching it swirl down the drain, but it never wants to go down. But you know, it's circling the drain, and you're like, why are we being subjected to this mass illusion all the time? And that's what it is. It's a massive, massive, massive illusion. As the trust fund babies and the people who run the Masonic lodges and the people who run the World Economic Forum and the people that are basically controlling the nexus behind the scenes with the money, international money cartels with the Satanists behind the scenes and the battle from the other dimensions that the Bible talks about as they run the planet. And, and you know, it's just so funny. And, and we, we sit back and we try to get a reality grip of what life really is and we realize how fragile it is and we start to realize – you know how nebulous time is and how we are simply creatures that are put here, human beings in God's image, though we are still a creature that God created, that are basically understanding from a conceptual time grasp of what reality really is, but understanding also that our reality on the time grasp is being completely and totally manipulated through Freud and through Bernays and through an interdimensional interface to a 5G, 6G computer using energy fields to control the thoughts and the hearts and the minds of all of us, now made easier by injecting us with nanotechnology that attaches directly to the brain. There you go. I don't know if I can say that twice, but I said it once. And so that's where we are right now. And, and yet we still have to deal with the day-to-day -day activities of life. Yesterday, I'm, I'm coming down here to – Coming down to South Florida, I'll be home tonight, and uh, it was so funny because I've got a – it's not funny. I've got a funeral I've got to go to for my dear friend whose wife died of ovarian cancer, and uh, it's, that's later on this afternoon. And I'm driving on the turnpike yesterday, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming down here, and you know, I've got a friend with me, and we're, you know, we're singing oldie songs, and we're having fun in the car. And all of a sudden, I look up, and there's a state trooper in front of me, and I'm speeding. I'm like 90 miles an hour, right? Everybody else is at 90 miles an hour, but I happen to be out in front, and so – uh, I said, well, he's going to come after me. And sure enough, he pulls after me, comes after me and, uh, got the blue lights going and, you know, and I'm on the highway and I'm like, oh, well, we're going to have another good day with the state trooper today. And so I, I, I pull over and, and I roll the window down. And I, first thing I tell the guy, I say, don't you know, I've got a, you know, 43 X with me. You know, I said, I've, I've got a concealed weapons permit. 
and uh, I've got you know I got the windows rolled down, and basically let you know I'm, I'm armed. And he's okay, great. You don't pull yours, I won't pull mine. I said that's great. And he and I said sorry, I didn't see you. I said I was singing oldie songs. And he looked at me and started laughing. And I said, what kind of gun are you carrying? And he starts telling me about the gun he's carrying. We're talking, we start talking about fragmenting rounds. We talk about nine millimeters. We talk about the, the, the ballistic capability of certain guns. I tell him I'm a Grady Judd man and that I know Grady Judd. He's a friend of mine and that I've got his back if he ever gets caught out here in the interstate. And basically, you know, somebody's after him. I'll be, I'll be happy here to help him. And, and I'm just I'm having this whole talk with this trooper. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, almost, like, this is terrible. I'm going to admit this. I was like almost doing 100 miles an hour. No, I didn't say that. But it, it, it's true, though. And because and everybody else is flying down this turnpike. <laughs> it's and, Florida. Uh, yeah. No, in Florida. with a state trooper, right? And uh, so you say, well, can, I can't believe, can you're doing 100 miles an hour. Okay, well, just look. I don't want to hear letters. Stop it. Leave me alone. I was singing oldie songs. So you get me on oldie songs. You get me on purple sticks. I kind of go too fast. And so it's so, it so funny. So the guy looks at me kind of like, well, I need your driver's license. I need your registration. I need your insurance card. So I'm going through the file, and I'm getting all my stuff out for him. And uh, so I give him my concealed weapons permit, and he looks at it, and, and then uh, he takes my driver's license, and I give him my, my registration, and then I don't have my insurance card with me, and he, uh, he didn't even ask for it. He, then he goes, well, I'll be back. I'll be back. So he runs back to his car, and then um, let me tell you what he said. He comes back to me, and he hands me my driver's license. He goes, you know what? I've had two awful traffic stops today, right before you. And they were unbelievably mean and unbelievably rude, and you're incredibly nice. And, you know, when you're laughing and having a good time and we're talking about guns and uh, you're really a nice guy. And he goes, and you, you totally respected me by telling me that you had a gun in your car. You rolled your windows down. You had your hands visible. And he goes, this is a really nice traffic stop for me. And he goes, I'm not going to give you a ticket. I'm not even going to write you a warning. Just slow down. And I looked at him. I said, well, thanks. He goes, he goes look, he said, I got to balance out the universe somehow here. <laughs> That's what he said. He goes, the last two tickets were awful. He said, the guys are so mean and so awful. You guys are so nice. And I said, well, thanks. And, and see, and, and that's the truth, isn't it? And that's how we're supposed to act as Christians. Here's how I looked at it. Number one, I was speeding. I never even denied speeding. I mean, I was flipping down the road, having fun, singing music. And, uh, you know, trying to maintain a positive attitude, even though I'm going to a funeral, because I realize that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice in it, and I will be glad in it, whether I'm going to a funeral or not. You know, because the funeral doesn't mean anything. It just means that somebody changes addresses anyhow. This lady was a hardcore Christian. She loved Jesus, and she just changed addresses. And and so it's just what we all would do. And so – but he was so nice. And so I asked him if he wanted me to give, send him a book. And he said, well, I can't really do that, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. And I, I said, do you have any health questions? I mean, I'm, I'm talking to real. I mean, I'm just being nice to him. And, and here's what's interesting. And I've told you guys this so many times. Just be nice to police officers. Do you really think after two or three years of standing in the rain on the interstate getting cussed at, that they really are happy they did this job? I'm just asking a question. Now, some of them might be. But some of them are going to go, you know, just maybe I should have chosen another profession. Just maybe. Or just maybe I should have studied in school. Or just maybe I should try something else. But now I'm locked into this thing. I don't know what to do. Just maybe I don't want to dodge bullets the rest of my life and have to wear a bulletproof vest and have to walk up to a black car with the windows rolled up with who knows what fell in there with a 12-gauge shotgun pointed at me through the glass that I can't see through. That's something to me that just wouldn't be much fun. So he walks up to my car. I got the engine turned off. All the windows are rolled down because they're tinted. I wouldn't be able to see everything. And I tell him I've got a gun. And I talk to him like he's in a human, like a human being, and he lets me go. 
you know, going in. He goes, I never let anybody go over 90 miles an hour. I mean, I'm going to let you go. I'm not even going to write you a ticket. I'm not even going to write you a warning. I said, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. And quite frankly, he really couldn't write me a warning ticket because it would be evidence to him that he let somebody go over the age of, over the speed of 90 and, and that kind of stuff. So, but he was really nice. And I thought to myself, you know, he wants to balance out the universe because he's got really bad last two people and we're really nice. So why don't you, when you have your life, and you meet people that you don't know, why don't you and why don't I and why don't all of us try to balance out the universe, if they want to use that term, Bible says it's the law of sowing and reaping, and try to balance out who we are. And, and, and oh, by the way, don't send me letters that I was doing 100 miles an hour on the turnpike. I know I said that earlier. I know I'm being repetitive. I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> My car is perfectly capable of doing that, and the traffic flow was that. And so it just is what it is. But but the reality is, is that, you know, let's all try to be nice. And you say, well, you should have been. OK, you should have gotten a ticket for that. OK, stop it. OK, I got that. OK, I understand. And I was perfectly willing to get the ticket. And I would have been just as nice to the state trooper, whether he had written me a ticket or not written me a ticket. Well, I don't know if he really would have been. No, I really would have been. I really you know, I don't. He's just doing his job. And he was a really nice police officer. And, and see, that's the thing we've got to realize is that sometimes you just have a nice police officer out there. I mean, we've got a good friend of ours. He's a sheriff in, 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 in Bartow. His name's Carlton. Great guy. And, and I've got a bunch of other friends of mine that are, that are police officers. They're great guys. And, you know, and there's no reason to treat them with disrespect. Just be nice to them. I mean, I deserve the ticket. There's no doubt about that. So, if you, so you, now you can save your letter. I'm, I'm aware of that. So telling me that's just going to be repetitive anyhow. And you're gonna, well, all you're going to do, if you, if, you, if you write me a letter and tell me that I deserve a ticket, all you're going to do is get blocked and deleted. <laughs> let you know that in advance. You'll never hear from me again. So just, just give you a heads up on that one. But the point is this. I can't believe you'd say that. You block and delete me. Okay, stop. Just leave it be. I, I can hear it right now. Of course, a lot of you are laughing at me right now because you think it's funny. And it's funny. But just be nice to people and, and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including pay a ticket. In fact, I would have hired one of those attorney firms anyhow. Would that make a difference? Uh, by, by the way, a promise keeper has now has been rejected by a Christian school over biblical marriage. You know, they, they were going against gender ideology as far as that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of sad. A statement from a conference booking organization, Jones Literary, reveals the, men, reveals the men's group is holding a series of events this year across America. And one was to have been at Belmont University in Nashville. But the school, who claims to be Christian, abruptly canceled those events, citing conflict in values. But, you know, here's the thing. If they're going to cite a conflict in values, why don't they tell us what their values are? If their values are diametrically opposed to what the Word of God says, uh, maybe we don't need to go to school or sending our kids there. Just a heads up. By the way, Obama is now calling for digital footprints. So police can arrest people who share non-mainstream news. In other words, if we don't share CIA-censored slimy slime, uh, we can get arrested. Former president <coughs> – say, let me do it the correct way. Former illegitimate Kenyan who was basically made president of the United States, unbelievably illegally, was married to a guy. That's how, kind of how I would say it. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama has called for digital fingerprints to be mandatory, spoken from the man who should have never been president who was born in Kenya, uh, to help law enforcement agencies target and arrest users who read, read, and who share non-mainstream news online. In a new interview, the uh, – you guys got to look Obama up in his green outfit. Just look it up. Obama wearing his green gay outfit. Just, just, you know, just get, your, get, your, get you a vomit bag before you do it. In a new interview, Obama 
who likes to wear his green gay outfit, you know, basically get videotapes of it, I guess, said the development of a new tracking technology could help identify users who spread fake news online. online. Tracking those users and punishing them would help bolster mainstream news outlets on the Internet, Obama argues, help bolster the lies of the CIA and <laughs> – Oh, never mind. Uh, I, I'm, a school principal now has quit his job to homeschool her kids on a 10-acre home state, homestead. I wanted to raise thinkers. A former school principal who grew frustrated with the school system quit her job and instead chose to homeschool her three kids on a 10-acre homestead. Merging her children's learning with their land and home, she's created an immersive real-world educational experience based on her kids' unique needs. Mandy Davis, 37, lives in Central Oregon with her husband, Josh, 38, and their children, 11, 9, and 1. For Mandy, who was adopted from Seoul, South Korea, who later grew up in Nebraska, her own public experience, school experience, was not all roses, and neither was the Texas native Josh's since he moved often as a child and suffered from a huge learning gap since he moved between state and educational systems. So now they want to educate them on their 10-acre track. Now I'm going to say this to you, and I, I, this is going to sound kind of weird. I was raised on two, three acres on a lake in central Florida, you know, on a fish camp. You know, in an unbelievably awful school system that was still trying to survive itself after World War II and the Korean War and all the rest. And uh, but it was weird going through the 60s in the school systems. But what's the funny thing about was this is what she's saying is true. Being raised on a lake and learning about pit vipers at a very young age taught me to think very quickly about picking up boards and going into bushes in the middle of the day in the middle of the summer when it's unbelievably hot. Uh, I'm planning on going on a quail hunt this fall, and I love doing quail hunting. And, and what's funny is uh, I had a friend of mine want to go with me, and I and I told them I said, well, they they wanted to go in September because you know October as soon as the season starts, and I said, no, it's too early in the season because it's still too hot up in South Georgia, and I said, quite frankly, I don't want to be tromping through the bushes and get snake bit by a rattlesnake or a copperhead, and, I, and she goes, well, what do you mean? And I said, no, you understand, you go quail hunting in the middle of the winter time, like in December, like twenty fifth or the thirtieth or whatever around Christmas, and I said, and you avoid getting bit by snakes. And I said, because they're all dormant. And see, and this is the kind of stuff you learn by being raised on multiple acres on a lake in central Florida, trying not to eat, be eaten by gators. I mean, you, you, the, the nice thing about it was when we were little, and I, I'm kind of in a pontificating mood today. When we were little, we used to you know, not have to worry about alligators because the alligators had been hunted out of the lakes that people lived on. They were dead. They didn't exist. There were babies out there because they keep migrating, but the reality was the mamas weren't around. As I got older, the lake started to repopulate. But I used to go swimming when I was five years old by myself. This is kind of that laissez-faire attitude you get when you're raised by a German immigrant mother who's a single mother and a single parent, and you want to go swimming, and they don't want to argue with you, and they've already taken you to swimming lessons, so they know you're not going to drown, but they don't think about getting eaten. So you learn a lot as a child when you get raised on acreage. You learn how to do animal husbandry. You learn how to do eggs, how to do chickens, learn how to keep the chickens from being eaten by possums and raccoons and foxes. You learn all these different things, <coughs> excuse me, that you normally not going to get in the school system. So all you want to do is teach the kids common sense, and it's that common sense that's going to change their lives. But, but he, he's exactly right about this because it was the same thing with me growing up on a lake, and you realize really quick there's certain things that are good to do and certain things that are not good to do. It's so why I've raised my kids the same way, and it's one of the reasons why I always encourage people. You've got to be active as far as in your children's upbringing. The entire school system platform is directly designed right out of the communist manifesto that we see now. You have the eight hours a day. You sit in your chair. Don't speak until spoken to. Have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom. There's only 
one answer to every single problem. Everybody's competing to try to get the highest grades. They can get affirmation that they did good, even though majority of the stuff that they're learning nowadays is about as useless as a wet paper bag when it comes to actual real-world applications. I mean, they don't get taught any. I mean, they don't even teach cursive anymore. I was telling my buddy about that the other day because we both learned cursive growing up. And uh, he goes, yeah, they don't teach cursive anymore. I said, you know why they don't teach cursive anymore? I said, have you ever looked back at a lot of the original documentation in history? Kind of things like the Declaration of Independence, (laughs) the Bill of Rights, a lot of other historical literature. It's almost always in cursive. So why wouldn't they want the children to learn cursive, how to read and write? Well, because maybe they don't want the generation after generation being able to actually read those documents as they're continually manipulated, fact-checked, where they continually go in now and they change the definition of things. We've seen this now repeatedly. Dictionary, Webster Dictionary, all this stuff. Oh, we're going to change the definition of a female now. There's stupid stuff that you've been watching. Well, that's because when everything starts going digital – It's very easy to manipulate the truth if people don't actually know what they're reading, if they don't actually know their history. They just, oh, okay, well, that's that's what I'm told. That's what I believe. That's what the school's taught me. That's what I've told you guys before. They don't even – the actual concept of the Civil War and everything that was involved around it isn't even taught at all in school anymore. I mean then World War II isn't even hardly taught anymore. Now all it is – I mean the World War II just turned into a footnote of the Holocaust. It's like the Holocaust and then World War II. I'm not saying it was horrific. There was a lot of bad stuff that happened. But my gosh, there's been a lot of horrific things that have happened in every single war. But yet suddenly that's the only thing that ever gets brought up with that. Why? It's because they have to control the narrative. The Communist Manifesto with Karl Marx was so very specific about what you had to continually do to indoctrinate the children. And that was in every single generation, become more aggressive with your propaganda, become more aggressive, more aggressive, more aggressive, delete the things you don't want them to know, slowly change the history. And my golly, after four or five generations, you will have a population that has no stinking idea about anything that's ever occurred. And if you don't understand history, as they say, you're doomed to repeat it. And now what we're seeing now with this this next phase of digital engagements, this is going to be rough. I saw an article earlier here, and the tech giant Apple is now calling its mixed reality headset scheduled to hit the market in early 2024, the most advanced personal electronic device ever. If you guys have seen this thing, this Apple Vision Pro, it's going to be priced around $3,500. I'm sure they're going to have different rebates and incentives to try to get as many people wrapped up in this thing as they can. And it will allow the wearer to toggle between augmented reality, which I've talked about this for years now, and it's actually coming true, where it projects digital imagery on the physical surroundings while allowing you to see objects in the real world. This is augmented reality. This is what I talked about four or five years ago where they discussed in detail how you're going to be able to project things in an augmented reality, basically holograms that look completely real. So what they're going to do with these glasses. And then there's virtual reality that it also can switch back and forth between, which immerses the user in a completely virtual world and limits their vision of any physical surroundings. Depending on how seductive this experiment is, experience is, it's going to lead to metaverse addiction. 
and one of the Michael Rittenwald PhD said that possibility for addiction to simulated reality is so great more than any type of drug that is even out there on the market now, especially in the case of children. He goes, for those children who have become so addicted, the psychosocial development will likely be adversely affected forever, if not distorted beyond recognition for the rest of their life. He said the headsets are involving the overlaying of media over their perceptual field. That is, AR represents a hyper-mediated experience of the physical world that interposes information between users and its perceptual fields. AR can and likely will be used to overlay interpretations of elements that accord with official uh, state narratives, thus serving an extension of mass media in the perceptual fields of individuals. What's interesting about this, Apple spent $9.3 million in U.S. lobbying efforts and partnering with Disney to make Disney Plus streaming services available on the headset at launch when it comes out. The tech company is also partnering with Unity, a software company that makes gaming apps for adults and children. By the way, they make some extremely disturbing sexual games for adults. I'm just going to throw that out there. Don't even bother looking them up. You need to, that's fine, but I'm warning you in advance right now. Unity makes some extremely strange games. They've partnered with Unity now. That I mean, just total, total perversion. That's also going to be available on this augmented reality. So you fill in the blanks on what you think they're going to start offering on these goggles and what people are going to start being exposed to in some type of weird sexual deviant world that they're going to be immersed in, not to mention if children get a hold of this stuff, which is already going to be unbelievably detrimental to have AI and virtual reality available to children, much less any other topics that are going to be available. What this is going to be is this is going to put people in a completely and totally dystopic illusion. I mean, it's going to completely train them, take them into the metaverse. This is what they've been waiting on. This is going to be one of the biggest, most effective tools to keep people enslaved permanently, to keep them constantly wrapped up in a virtual reality, in an augmented reality, in something that doesn't actually exist. People are going to be so much more excited to be in this dopamine dumping engagement with these goggles than they are going to want to deal with the real world. Hence where you're going to see the addiction rate with these go through the roof. This the is matrix. going to be a problem. This is exactly, this is exactly what it is. It's going to be the matrix. So I, again, give everybody a heads up. This is a fair warning. Do not, in my opinion, allow your children to get these for Christmas or birthdays or whatever other events that they're going to beg and yell sometimes for. They want this and they want that. This is a hard no, in my opinion. These I would not even have in the house. I have no interest on using these at all. I'm not a gamer in the first place. I, you know, I played Xbox in college on a rare occasion and had some fun with Call of Duty and first-person shooter games. And those graphics on those now look just antiquated compared to the stuff that they're coming out with. And when you start strapping on goggles on your face and having augmented reality, meaning you're watching what's going on, but yet you're seeing other things right in front of you, things that you're trying to grab involved in, this is going to be a very strange world that people are going to be involved in. They're going to most people are going to want to be back in the matrix rather than actually deal in the real world. And this is going to cause a lot of issues. So again, this is a fair warning to this. Be very cautious about these. I would not have them around children whatsoever, especially the fact that they will be automatically connected to the internet because that's the only way they function. There is no gaming system that basically is connected to them like a an old Xbox with a CD-ROM or computer. These are going to be connected to the Wi-Fi. Not to mention, there's also references too in talking about the issue with electromagnetic radiation 
Apparently, these headsets have a ton of sensors and reactive components, including LED and LiDAR. Unfortunately, we don't know the specs on here, but we do know if LiDAR is 905 nanometers, can therefore harm eyes and disrupt camera images. If it's safer, as far as 1550, LED lights may make people, some people sick. So the radio frequency radiation on these, we don't even understand how it's going to be, but we do know they're going to be connected to 5G and eventually uh, go into the 6G Internet of Things is what they're talking about driving this into. So again, be aware of it. This is a fair warning. Send that out to your friends, but be very cautious because I guarantee you 100% they are going to direct market these right to kids with Disney and commercials. And that's why I don't have television and I don't support Disney because right there, keep your children away from this perversion. What do you think, Ted? You know, Austin, when you guys were little, we didn't have cable TV in the house. You remember that? We had an antenna and uh, I wouldn't put internet in the house. You know, I had it for a couple of years and I didn't like it. I got rid of it again. And then it wasn't until we started doing a lot of research and doing the podcast and everything else that I even put internet back into the house. And I remember the three younger kids, they were shocked, you know, when 10 years ago when I bought an iPad. And they were like, you're buying an iPad, Dad? Oh, my gosh. And I had a flip phone. Until then, I had a flip phone. And I wouldn't even get an iPhone. And they were just bragging on me all the time because, yeah, we don't, can't believe you don't have a real iPhone. And I'm like, nah, about that, no. And I can have all that. But then I started doing research from the home, and I realized that I had to have that. And I gradually started bringing this technology back into the house, but I always kept it hidden from the children because it wasn't necessary. But, you know, you think about it for a second. Uh, who wrote the Matrix? I mean, who really wrote the Matrix? Who really came up with the concept that human beings were being used as batteries to control an AI system that was basically keeping these people monitored in a hive in which they were being kept alive just because they were creating enough electrical potential to feed the entities on the other side of the veil. I kind of said that in a different kind of way than the movie was, but that's kind of what they were doing. And finally, when you wake up and you take the right pill and you wake up and you find out where you are and you come out of this mess, you disconnect yourself from the matrix, you start to realize that everything you were told, everything you had lived, everything you'd been involved in was a lie. So now they want to augment our reality with goggles. And pretty soon they'll have tactile sensors. Well, that's why they have those too. Then you can put on your hands, so you can feel everything. And so you can go through life, and it's like you just said, Austin, their life will be so boring outside of the matrix that they're not going to want to leave it. And so then one day, will they be given feeding tubes? Will they be deciding to make this life, this reality inside of this matrix, inside of this augmented computer system? That's what the matrix said happens at the end, when the machines take over the planet, when AI takes over. And all of a sudden now it's a fight between the, the left of what's left of humanity and the people that are locked up in the matrix inside of these hive minds and only a small remnants running around. That sort of sound like, sounds like it's starting to sound like an awful lot like the truth. I mean, watch your neighbors. Watch the people in restaurants. Watch the people walking down the street and watch how disassociated they are. Remember what I told you a few years ago when I was talking about Brother Malachi Martin? the Catholic exorcist priest and Mankow Mueller, and they were walking down the street. And I've told you this, in fact, I've just told you about this recently. I talked about it first a few years ago. And then Malachi Martin could see people demonically possessed walking. He could see them, the entities that were inside of them. And then Mankow asked him to show him. And he picked up his crucifix and he said something in Latin. And I think he threw out some holy water. Also some guy starts barking like a dog and running down the street on all fours. Mankow saw it. Yeah. How many people are like that walking around completely demonically possessed and we're not even aware of it? How many people are so wrapped up in their own little weird world of 
you know, disassociated reality that they don't even understand what really goes on anymore. You try to talk to them, you say, well, have you ever heard of Building 7 on 9-11? Oh, what's that? Or, you know, do you know what a geoengineering, you know, chemtrail is? What is that? No, that's a contrail. That's not real. That's a, that's been proven false. Well, I've got two water tests to say that my water in central Florida was so contaminated with barium and aluminum that it wasn't fit for human consumption, wasn't drinkable from days that it sprayed heavily. And after we had rain, what do you think about that? Oh, well, that's just a bad sample. Well, I took two samples of the 500 milliliter Pyrex beaker on the dock so I wouldn't get any splashback. And I said, I was trained in 18 hours of chemistry. I said, I know how to take a sample. And I said, so you're telling me that, you know, I can't take a sample and that these lab tests are wrong and I can prove it over and over and over again. Well, it doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Anything? No, it's not true. It's not true. Do you not see the contrail? Do you not see the chemtrail? Do you not see the difference? No, there's no difference. And you sit back and you just shake your head and you kind of want to slap yourself upside the head and splash some water on your face and say, what is wrong with you? How can you not see this? Well, that's the beauty of advertising. and That's the beauty of being in the matrix. It says the God of this world has put a veil around the hearts and the minds of the people on this planet. They cannot see or believe or know the truth. If you want to paraphrase the scripture on that, they can't see it. They really can't see it. And they think when you talk to them about it that you're crazy. And you think, well, I'm not really crazy. I'm, I'm looking at the lab results. Well, it doesn't mean anything. You mean if you inject a child over and over again with vaccines that contain adjuvants and aluminum, the child's going to come down with learning disabilities and become autistic and have all kinds of health issues and all kinds of problems associated with that for the rest of their life? No, that can't happen. But I wrote a book on it bestseller it doesn't matter i'm kind of like it was considered back then an expert on this in this field doesn't matter not true what about the hundreds of clinical references i have to prove this true all false okay what if i send you another hundred clinical references can't be real what will it take for you to make you believe this i'm not going to believe it let me tell you what will make him believe it they inject their kid, and their, comes down, their kid who is normal comes down with autism. That'll snap them tighter than a tick on a hound dog. I've seen that. I've seen that. And then they, have, then they go into this disassociative state again, like, I can't believe this was real, and I can't believe I did this to my own child. I can't believe that I'm dealing with this now, and I'm dealing with a child that's been damaged because I allowed them to be injected by a pediatrician that was trying to get a $200,000 bonus from Blue Cross Blue Shield to have 100% vaccine compliance in his office. And I've allowed my child now to be completely destroyed and have their IQ drop down. And I'm going to have to deal with this the rest of my life because I didn't listen. Yeah, that's the next phase, isn't it? And I've seen that too. And then that person becomes diametrically opposed to vaccines, adamantly opposed. They become the vocal against it all. But guess what? People still don't listen to them. Why does it take human beings to have their tongue stuck in a light socket over and over and over again before they learn? That's a great question. I, if I could answer that one, I guess I would be writing a book on it. But I can't figure that one out yet either. Why, is it, why does the same person – why is it with someone – okay, this is, let's get back down to the brass tacks here. Why does why is it certain behavioral patterns create certain problems with certain people, and that individual still will not change the behavioral pattern? See, what are you talking about? Let's say a person likes to drink, but they have a tendency to be a drunk. But they like to hang out with their friends who like to drink. They know they've got a problem with it, but they continue to do it. Why does that happen? I guess we call it an addiction. We call it a lifestyle choice. 
or you have a person that you know that basically has been hooked on cocaine or on heroin or whatever, and yet they still want to hang out with their friends that are on these drugs and hang out with their friends that are associating with these drugs, and they get back on these drugs over and over and over again. It becomes a lifelong addictive process in which they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth when everybody tells them to basically just stop hanging out with those friends to get new friends and to realize that they can't hang out with people that are doing these things unless they want to get back addicted to it. Then the Bible tells you that bad company will corrupt good character, but yet you don't want to stop hanging out with a bad company. So you continue to corrupt your good character and you continue to ruin your life. And I talk about this with alcohol all the time. When I talk about the top 10 foods never to eat. And also, and I both said the exact same thing before I've never heard anybody say that life, my life was a wreck and I started drinking and everything worked out better. It got better. It got better. It got better. You know, I'm, I'm going to say something to you guys that I probably really shouldn't say, but my mom had a real problem with alcohol. You know, she'd gone through terrible, terrible, terrible trauma in World War II and after World War II in Germany, and she developed severe PTSD, and she self-medicated with cigarettes and alcohol. And I, and I dealt with that my entire young life. And my mom, when she'd get drunk, she was a mean drunk. Now, a lot of you guys are saying, gosh, Ted, you're being personal. And I love my mom. I did a great job on her funeral. I think about her all the time, and there were great times with my mom. I love my mom. But she was suffering with severe PTSD, and she self-medicated with alcohol. And, and when you get raised by somebody who has been like that, you got a choice at that point. You can either gravitate towards the use of alcohol and realize that in your genetics and in your DNA, that's there. Or you can reject that type of lifestyle and say, I don't want to live like that. you got to pick each one and which one you want. And I realized that I don't really want to be involved with alcohol. So I really, really avoid that. Now, like I tell you guys, I may have an occasional glass of beer, occasional glass of wine a couple times a year, but that's about it. I don't want to be involved with it. And so ask yourself a question. You know, I've got a friend of mine right now. He's got a son who's completely and totally addicted to marijuana. The kid literally every single day gets stoned and has been getting stoned for 20 years, every single day. And he can't have children because the estrogen has destroyed his sperm count, but yet he won't stop drinking and he won't stop smoking, and he won't try to build his sperm count back up so he and his wife can have a baby, he refuses to do it. So ask yourself again, what's the most important thing to you? And also knows who I'm talking about when I talk about this, this kid. And, and ask yourself, and it also had another friend. The guy was in and out of jail, always drunk, always on drugs, big boys, wrestler, state wrestling champion. But his peak in his life occurred when he's 16, 17 years old, when he's a wrestling champion, and from that point on, it went downhill. We all have choices we have to make. We all have choices that we have to decide at a very young age in many cases. And if we don't make those choices and do them right, it's going to haunt us. Look at look what's going on in the Midwest right now and, and how, these, how, they're, how they're grooming your children. The trans school conspiracy exposed. Midwest teachers trade tips on subversively and quietly transitioning children without telling their parents and skirting Republican gender laws in a workshop funded by the federal government. This is almost hard. Excuse me. I've had a little bit of a cough the last couple of days. Daily Mail contained access, got access to private online meeting of the Midwestern teachers. Many parents would be horrified by what they know and said about trans students. And they discuss keeping gender secrets to seek changes of secret from worried moms and dads. And he says, read more about the growing nationwide rift between parents and teachers. Why is this? Why is there a rift between parents and teachers? Let's stop for a second. It's because the teachers have been given over to communist ideology. The teachers have been given over to the lie. I had a friend of mine who was a teacher that I, had, that I knew and had known her for many years, and I sent her information on COVID several years ago. 
And she accused me of sending out disinformation and wrote me this scathing email. And I'd known this lady for over 50 years. And I just told her, I said, don't worry, you won't hear from me again. I'm done. You're not going to accuse me of stuff like this. Now, everything I said to her was right and has been proven factual. But have I got an apology letter from her? No. Have I ever heard from her again? No. Doesn't make any difference for me. But the point is this. When these teachers become liberals and they get caught up in that Frankfurt mindset, that Frankfurt school mindset, and they become communist indoctrination centers themselves, and they become lesbians and everything else that they do, what ends up happening is you get into a situation where they don't want to believe or know the truth. They simply don't want to hear any of it. All they want to do is continue to believe the lie and promote the lie and promulgate the lies. And that's what we're seeing here in the Midwest with trans school conspiracies being exposed now by people like the Daily Mail. And the Daily Mail is another mouthpiece for the CIA. But they're pushing both sides of the narrative. Why? Because it's creating conflict. They want to create the conflict that causes the division. The transgender – we don't have a transgender problem in the United States that hasn't been created with all the hormones that Austin talked about earlier with the atrazine, the basogram, the azulux, the roundup, and all the stuff that we're being exposed to and all of the stuff happening with the estrogen in, in utero when children that are being developed inside of their mother's belly. We created a transgender issue. It didn't exist before now, and we created it because we're trying to serve the Kabbalah god who's a transgender. That's who's pushing the whole narrative here that nobody wants to talk about. That's why you keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, and you realize that we can do all things through Jesus who gives us strength, that we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit all the days of our life, and we're going to always put Christ first, and we're going to stand firm for the word of God in everything that we do think and say. Are we going to be perfect? No, but it doesn't matter because he was perfect for us, and he stands in the gap for you and for me. Wow, I love you guys, and I appreciate you. I love praying for you. You guys are amazing. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. You know, it's well said, but excellent what you just said there. This isn't a problem that we haven't actually created here in society. And I mean, now they've slowly, I son, he sent me that article earlier, and it's just these girls are actually, these four teachers are on a Zoom call and they're in a Zoom meeting and they're discussing all these different ways to help encourage these children to start transitioning. I'm talking like middle schoolers start helping them do this without their parents' consent and basically telling them, well, don't tell your parents about it. They'll be upset. You know, it's going to be our little secret, our, our little secret we can keep. You know, we'll, we'll help you get through this. Guys, this is sick. And the issue is, as sad as it is, a huge percentage of the public school system now has been infiltrated by Marxism. And very clearly, I mean, you still got some really good teachers out there. I know a couple of them. Brad's one of them. He's one of our really good friends and customers and listeners and teachers in the area, and he does a great job the best he can in the situation as far as the public school system. And he's constantly trying to teach the kids to think outside the box. But there's not a lot of teachers like that out there anymore because most of the ones that are, light, that are really good have gotten sick of it, or they're in the private sector now. And that's like what we do with the homeschool co-op. You know, we've got teachers that we've hired now. We all throw in on it, and they basically teach the kids the curriculums that we've put together and that we basically look at, you know, and monitor. And these are all Christian teachers. They don't want to deal with the public school system either. They'd rather be, you know, private teachers. And that's what's happening. This may be what some people have to do. And that's why I've encouraged people because I was unsure of what to do, you know, as far as when it came down to the uh, – the school aspect with my kids. I don't say, I'm like, I'm not putting them in a public school anymore. I can't just knowingly just indoctrinate them. So I kept looking at all these different options. And finally, I said, you know what? I mean, some of these Christian schools around here have gotten so compromised as well. One of them we know, uh, you know, I knew multiple kids that went to it and it just, you know, celebrating just about everything but Christmas. Everything else got more time, you know, Kwanzaa and all these other holidays. And it was like Christmas is like a footnote. And I'm like, isn't this a Christian school? <laughs> we want to be inclusive. I'm like, you want to be inclusive at a Christian school. 
You ever been to a ever seen a Muslim school? You see how inclusive they are at Muslim schools? Not. Why are we catering to everybody that's not even here? Again, that's just what happens now when you start seeing schools get government and state and federal funds. This happens a lot. I've watched this happen with private universities, Christian universities. They start getting that grant money. They start getting that federal money. All of a sudden, they got to start meeting their inclusive reports, their ESG scores. It's happening. So be aware of it. Be involved. By all means, protect your children at any and all costs, no matter the cost, my friends. They are your most precious assets because they are the next generation we have coming up behind us right now. So thank you, my friends, for getting the truth out there on a daily basis. Thank you for continually speaking up. You know, Every time I go places now and I run into people that listen to the show or that know us and they talk to me, it's always an encouragement to talk to people that are awake and that are also in this together with us and getting the truth out there. So thank you for the continued support. If you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us healthmasters.com 1-800-726-1834 be sure to check out the b-complex on sale for the last day today product of the week it'll be changing tomorrow with whatever you guys vote for looks like the um let me see here uh testo plus and eyesight are going back and forth actually one vote apart so whatever you guys want you guys want testo plus tomorrow go vote on it you guys want eyesight tomorrow go vote on it Either one of them will be a big sale due for you guys tomorrow. So be sure to check it out on the website, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. We'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.